intuitive eating for the culture because we love vegetables, just not unseasoned. Hey guys, it's your host, Christina Johnson, a registered dietitian based in Dallas, Texas, an intuitive eater, a girl who loves coffee and avocados, and your inside source on intuitive eating. So we're back with another episode and today I want to talk about exercise. This is the ninth principle of intuitive eating and sometimes I like to change the titles of things and exercise just really doesn't sound like a great word to me so I'm going to call this movement and we should talk about why I don't want to call this exercise because I'm sure you're curious. So Exercise to me just kind of sounds like I'm doing a movement that I don't enjoy for the sake of changing my body. And that's not a very good reason to move. So when I say exercise, what do you think about? Do any feelings come up? Are they positive? Are they negative? If so, I want you to sort of write about that, right? The word exercise and just stream of consciousness. What goes on when you think about that? What feelings come up? What memories come up? How do you feel about those memories? How do you feel about exercise? What do you define as exercise? All those things. So we're going to talk about movement. I think movement's great. However you get that in. So movement And I'm going to give you sort of my own personal definition and you can use this as a working definition until you come up with your own. When I think of movement, I'm thinking of any sort of physical movement that feels good and adds value to your life. So that could be dancing, it could be stretching, it could be rock climbing, it could be swimming, kayaking, it could be walking around the mall, it could be floating in the lazy river, right? Just movement that feels good and adds value to your life. So we know that movement, especially movement that gets your heart rate up or is resistance, really is good for our health, right? Cardiovascular health is important. I'll be the first person to tell you. I want you guys to live a long life. So moving in a way that, again, feels good and adds value to your life that maybe gets your heart rate up. So whether that, again, is dancing or, you know, swimming, kayaking, whatever, running, I don't know. Something that gets your heart pumping but doesn't feel like punishment. Because, again, that word exercise to me just kind of sounds like punishment. So there are those things. And then there's the resistance training. So, like, you could do a bodyweight exercise. You could actually lift weights if lifting heavy things and putting them down sounds good to you. If it feels good to you. And then there's those life-giving things like stretching. We don't talk enough about stretching. That is something that I'm really learning the value of as I get older. And man, your girl's getting stiff. Um, Thankfully, I have long arms and I can still touch my toes. But yikes, if my arms weren't so long, I don't think I could do that right now. And it doesn't have to be this elaborate routine. It could just be... Stretching for five or ten minutes a day. A little bit beyond that morning stretch you do where you like stretch all the way out and you like your legs get like kind of tight. You like clench everything up, right? Not that stretch. I'm talking about like being on the floor and stretching, stretching your arms, stretching your legs. Editing Christina here, popping in saying, yikes, that was really not inclusive. So 
You can also stretch in a chair, you can stretch laying on a bed or any sort of surface. If you need assistance, maybe from a physical therapist or a PT assistant, stretching is inclusive of all people. When you think of movement, I hope that that feels more encompassing of all the things it can include, not just things that sound physically difficult. Running's great, jogging's great, biking, kickboxing, yoga, whatever, right? All those things are really great, except if you don't like them. And so I want to take a couple minutes just to talk about why I preface that movement should be things you enjoy that add value to your life. I can think of a time where me moving was exercise. And when I say exercise, I mean things that I didn't necessarily enjoy and I only did them to change the shape of my body. Our ability to maintain or to, or adhere to that routine of doing something that we don't enjoy to change something about ourselves that we are uncomfortable with can't last long, right? That's based out of shame. And it cannot last long. That's a very external motivation. And when I say external here, I mean you are changing something to be perceived by other people. So whether it's changing your weight so that it's perceived by other people, changing the shape of your body, so it's perceived by other people. So doing things we don't enjoy. Or maybe it's completely disengaging from movement at all because we have such a negative association with it. Again, that word exercise, yikes. It just, it's not, ooh. It feels... When I, when I hear that word, I feel like people oftentimes think of these sort of strenuous things that they don't enjoy, right? I'm not really going to insert too many things there because I don't want people to think that those aren't good things or helpful, helpful things because they are. But it's those, it's feeling that pressure, right? And it's not even internal pressure. It's external pressure. It's feeling external pressure to engage in those activities in order to receive praise for, quote, taking care of yourself or acceptance because you're doing something to change your body if you feel that type of way about those things do not do them okay I give you all the permission in the world if you do not like it don't do it and if you feel like you're doing it to please other people whether it's I'm doing this because my doctor told me I needed to do x y and z to be healthy or I'm doing this because I want people to think I'm taking care of myself right the number one reason or one of the biggest reasons that people exercise or increase their physical activity is because they want people to think they're taking care of themselves. Yes, they want to take care of themselves, but ultimately that that motivation came from the outside and that motivation can't last. So what's your internal motivation? When you think about moving that body, why are you doing it? And to change the shape of it, it's not an answer. I mean, it is an answer, but that's not the answer that I want you to focus on. You can write it down if it's your answer. But I want you to think of some other reasons to move your body. Do you want to move it to increase your endurance? Do you want to move it to increase flexibility? Do you want to move it to... Do you want to move it to reach a goal? And not a weight goal or a body size goal, but to do some sort of sporting activity. So you're like, ah, oh, Christina, I want to train for a marathon. Yeah, girl, do that. But are you doing it because you're like, oh, I really want to check that off my bucket list. Or like, that seems like kind of cool or something, right? What's your intention? What's your motivation behind that thing? And really, 
look at your relationship with exercise, physical activity, movement, right? Any of those three words. Look at your relationship. Is it one of peace? Do you move because you enjoy it? Do you move your body in ways that feel good, in ways that your body is asking without feeling guilt or shame? Or are you doing things because you feel like you're supposed to or you feel like that's what healthy people do? And if that's the case, there's nothing wrong with that. You are not a bad person or less than or any of those things, right? It just means that your intention is maybe misplaced or your intention has room to change and to evolve. And so I want you to really explore that relationship, explore what it looks like or could look like for you to add movement to your life that feels good. And what feels good to you might not feel good to the next person. And so part of that is being curious about what does feel good. Does dancing feel good? Does rock climbing feel good? Does Tai Bo feel good? Do people still do Tai Bo? Tai Bo? Does, right? What feels good? And I think it's important to define feels good, right? Because what feels good to you might not feel good to me. So for you, what does that mean? Is it, are you someone who really loves, um, more like fast-paced movements? Or do you like slower movements? Do you like changing your altitude? Do you like water activities? Are you more of a group exercise? Or do you like to be on your own? Do you want to go to the gym? Do you want to stay at home and watch and use sort of online tutorials, right? Is it early morning? Is it late at night, right? What feels good to you? What sounds good? And then getting curious about what that looks like in your life. And I want to add a pause here for people who are this really uncomfortable, unhappy, unsatisfied place in their relationship with exercise, physical activity movement. If that is you, whether it's you feel like, man, you know, Christina, I just, I want to move, but I don't know where to start or... Maybe I feel like maybe people would say I move too much or I'm moving and I hate it. Oh, I hate it. I just, I, there's, I don't get any joy out of it. I don't like what I'm doing. I'm just doing it because I feel like I should, right? No matter where you are on that, along that spectrum, I have a lot of compassion for you because I've been in all three places. So... No matter where you are, take a step back and look at your relationship with physical activity, movement, exercise, and ask yourself, where am I and where do I want to be? And sort of create a spectrum, if you will. So where are you currently and where would you like to be? And this is where we're going to set a tangible goal. Where do you want to be in six months, right? What does that look like for you? Or if six months seems like forever and a day from now, because that kind of does, where do you want to be in a month? What improvement in your relationship would you like to see? Would you like to see, oh, I would like to add an, an activity that I enjoy. I would like to decrease this activity that I do not enjoy. I would like to add group exercise. I would like to decrease whatever, right? 
what do you envision your relationship with exercise looking like in a month? And how do you get there? Is that asking for support from other people? Is that finding a friend to go with you if you're nervous about going somewhere for the first time? Is it researching new things? Is it finding someone or finding resources for engaging in this activity at your body size? Because I'm thinking of my larger friends and maybe you feel like, oh, I can't do that activity because it's not for people my size. And so it's finding it's finding representation of yourself, right, of your body in that thing. And then how are they engaging, right? What does that look like in, at my size? Is that a modification that feels more comfortable, that doesn't put a lot of extra stress and is, it is, is aware of the space that I can take up and the ways that I can move my body? Is that thinking about the limitations that my body has, right? Let's say that you have a disability and it's saying, okay, I would like to engage in movement, but what does that look like at my capacity? Is that physical therapy is that movement within the spectrum that my body is capable of and if so how do I obtain that is that outside resources is that having people assist me along the way right wherever you are in your body journey of acceptance and respect and honor and care wherever you are in that figuring out where you want to be in a month and planning Kind of what that looks like. Loose plan, not a rigid plan. Loose plan, please. And figuring out, okay, so what's the first step that I take? And as you think about this and you think about what movement means to you, I want for you to hold some space for yourself to make mistakes, right? To do something and realize that it doesn't feel good or that it doesn't feel good right now and know that you're allowed to stop. So when I say this, I mean, you could, let's say you decide, oh, I'm gonna do this high movement thing. Okay, I'm in this high movement thing. I'm in this group fitness class and man, I'm 10 minutes in and this just doesn't feel good. I don't wanna be here. This doesn't feel good for my body. You're allowed to walk out of there, man, walk out. Do that. Have a sip of water and walk out. And if you say, you know what, I think doing a more a lighter activity sounds better, that that feels more in my at my speed today, that's totally fine. Do that. And know that you are not a quitter or you aren't lazy, you aren't any sort of negative label that you could give yourself in that moment. You are just doing what feels good for your body. Remember we talked about last week honoring your body? That could be how you honor your body by saying, you know what, really this this activity just doesn't feel good. So I'm going to do this one over here instead. As we wrap up this week's episode, I just want to remind you that you are capable of having a beautiful and flourishing relationship with movement in whatever capacity your body is capable of. And I want to remind you that it's going to change as you go through the seasons of life, as you grow older and wiser and more in tune with yourself. And so as you go into this week, I encourage you to just listen, listen to your body, listen to your muscles and what you need and give yourself some grace 
just some space to breathe and know that you can handle all the hard things that come your way. So until next time, have a good week.